Welcome to All That Scratch, recorded live at the Other Palace, bringing you the best of new musicals across the UK. Hello, everyone! Thank you! Hi, guys! Uh, my name's Kiki Stevenson. I'm the artistic programmer here at the Other Palace, and I'd like to um, welcome you to All That Scratch, episode one. Thank you! Um, uh, we've been working quite hard on this. We being myself and my partners at All That Productions, Alex Jackson and Charlie Norburn. If you don't know the journey of All That Scratch, um, this is our first ever episode. So if it fails completely, I really apologize, but I think it's going to be an amazing night. Um, but I met Alex and Charlie at Creatives Connect, which is another initiative we do here at the Other Palace, which is basically um, a networking opportunity um, to come meet the Other Pri- Palace programming team and meet other creatives and get projects moving forward. And after that, they came up to me and they said, we have an idea. And I said, okay, sure, tell me your idea. And they're like, how about a musical theater scratch night and a podcast? I was like, sold. I don't know about you, but I love my podcast. And I was like, yes, anything we can do with a podcast, that is brilliant. So um, we kind of been working on this idea of a, a platform to provide new work that probably hasn't really gotten that far in its development or has gotten really far and just wants to share new work. Some of the stuff that you are hearing tonight has never really been performed live ever. So very exclusive material. Um, And hopefully there'll be more to come, more to that to follow. So um, uh, the Other Palace is celebrating its second birthday on the 13th of February. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know, the other palace was purchased by Andrew Lloyd Webber um, about two years ago. We used to be named the St. James. And from that point, um, he decided that this was going to be the home of new musical theatre in London. So here we are. Here we are trying to fulfill that mission for him. Um, part of the reason he purchased it, um, you may or may not know, he wrote a little musical called School of Rock. It's just down the road. It's all right. Yeah, definitely go see it. It's really good. Um, but when he was workshopping that in uh, New York City at the Gramercy, uh, he was opening his doors. He was inviting audiences in for a really small $5, $10. Just come see new work. It's about the work. It's about the musicals. Um, it's about getting feedback and seeing if it works before you get all the fancy lighting and the fancy sound and all of these things that come with a multi-million dollar um, Broadway production or now a West End production as well. So when he bought this place, he said, I want to kind of foster that development process for everyone. And um, so the studio, which is where we are tonight, is kind of that hub of what we're trying to do in supporting new musicals in London. So obviously, all that scratch fits really well into that mission statement and providing pieces a platform and hopefully a wider platform to all of you folks listening on the podcast um i've similar experience to what to what andrew went through um so submissions for all that scratch opened about two months ago we received over 70 amazing submissions and it was a very challenging process to narrow it down to the five amazing and varied acts we have today it's it we hoped that there'll be more and we can get everyone that we've ever listened to to be included because it's amazing the amount of really brilliant work that has been written that hasn't had a chance to um have a full production yet so watch this space as well um
Um, format of the evening, I'm going to invite the writers up for a quick Q&A so they can tell you about their piece. We'll launch into one or two songs and then I'll, I'll just come back and close it out at the end. So with no further ado, I'd like to invite Jack Miles to the stage. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Hello. Uh, so, Jack, you've written a piece called The Problem with Fletcher Mott, and yeah. you're performing two songs tonight, The Woman and The One. Correct, Great yeah. titles. Tell us a bit about the piece and the story so, um, of... This show started off... Uh, I've just uh, graduated... God, first-class uh, degree. At the, uh, 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 it's just Goldsmith, a podcast. Goldsmith's uh, um, musical theatre writing MA. Um, so it was, a, it was sort of a, a joint production out of that. Um, and we decided that we loved the piece so much we wanted to keep developing it and keep uh, working on it. Uh, and I was lucky enough to um, be sort of teamed up with a wonderful group of people and we found um, a really, really talented cast and really talented director. Um, and we, we sort of, we are all still uh, working as part of that sort of original unit um, to sort of keep developing the show and see what happens. And tell us a bit about the narrative of the piece as well so, um, and how these two songs fit into that narrative. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, the problem with Fletcher Mart is about a playwright who's had a massive success, uh, and the show is about his follow-up that he can't do. He, he, he finds himself incapable, he's, he's run out of ideas, he's got nothing left. Suddenly he sees uh, in his agent's office when, he's, when she's berating him and telling him how worthless his life is, uh, not that harsh, but... Um, uh, he, he sees across the way uh, a couple, um, one of them w- uh, works for the agent um, and he's like, oh my god their, their relationship would be the perfect basis for a, for, a, for a really fiery, passionate love affair of a play um, so he spies on them and <laughs> gradually works their uh, thing into a, into a show uh, and the one, which you're going to hear uh, momentarily, is um, when they find out what he's done. Uh, and obviously, as you can probably guess, they're not best pleased <laughs> by that. Um, the woman um, is from the first Tristan Bates um, run of the show, and it's uh, not its not currently in the version of the show that we're, we're working on. I love the song so much that I'm going to try and um, find an organic way to put it back into the show. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> In the, first, in the first version of the show, Fletcher would uh, come up with characters in his head and um, s- s- they would sort of materialise in real life. Um, and, and this is uh, one example about how he sort of came up with this perfect woman. So. And you've touched on it a bit, but what are your future plans for this piece? So, it's funny you should ask that. <laughs> so, uh, we have a, a workshop production uh, going on the Drayton Arms uh, next month, 17th and 18th of February, Mark it down. Uh, tickets are selling much better than I expected. Uh, so there are still tickets available, so we'd love to see some of you there. That's brilliant. Great. So if everyone could give a big round of applause for all the performers and musicians. This is The Problem with Fletcher Mott.
sit down and get ready. I am sat down. What do you think about a wedding? Heading for bliss, just let us say. A honeymoon is somewhere sun filled, fun filled. If I could lead the way, what do you think if I said holding hands in a cute romantic getaway? The basic things a spouse should undergo. Uh, Tell me what you really want is two kids. I'm an infant connoisseur. When you think about a baby, maybe is it a him or her? When it's time to go to sleep at night, is it left or right? Which side of bed do you prefer? It's all important stuff for me to know. Cause I'm looking for the one. It's gone from staring to this. They say ignorance is bliss. But I'll prefer that now I know that. Think I'll give it a miss. It's hard to find. Here's the deal. Someone with less sex appeal. It's disconcerting. Is this flirting? Because it's I'm looking for the real. one. What is happening? We've had this bond. I can't say that I felt that. Oh, come on. You know, I'm your perfect man. When it comes to men in my book, I look no further than the gym. Anyone I like is girly, not girly, but also slim and trim. The smartest guy you've ever seen. This genius or some cool other synonym for Einstein level brains and model looks. That's what I look for in the one. I should have listened to Boo. You can't write love that is true. I could claim crazy dumb or maybe take it back and redo. Perhaps I'll give it a rest. She doesn't seem too impressed. From one to ten, I'm two, but then she That's never likes me at best. Fletcher, just stop. Leave me alone. But the bond. There is no bond. Dan, thank God. Look, I know we've been having some rough patches lately and maybe it's all your fault and Maybe it's only a bit your fault. But anyway, I don't care about that now. At first I thought Fletcher was maybe in love with you, but he's just done the weirdest thing. I don't know what you're about to say, but I I think I can top it. I don't think Fletcher is in love with either of us. Let me explain what I found in here. Some messed up shit and I think it's clear. Cause Dennis sounds kind of familiar And Astrid's not too far behind So I'm gonna get inside this writer's mind Well that was terrible I may have made some slight errors in judgement Why are you looking for the one? What I'm meaning to say I think it's just in your way Since this appeared it's all gone weird Your deadline's closer each day Spend less time talking about that she is the I take a show about the What is all this shit about the So this is the woman. She'll sit for hours in the morning sun. 
She makes really thick pancakes. She'll take one look at a crossword I've done and correct all my mistakes. She thinks Halloween is pretty strange. Her favorite ice cream's strawberry. <laughs> She likes to pay with the exact amount of change. And she loves to binge watch ship TV.
I do think that song was about me. Um, I make very thick pancakes and I love my Oxford comma. Thank you, Jack, for writing that about me. Um, so secondly, uh, up tonight, uh, we have a piece written by Fred Feeney and uh, Sophie Boyce. It is a song called Powerful. If you guys want to come to the stage, please. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, Kiki. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? That was great. What? Great songs, they were. It was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, very groovy. Like a natural double act over here. Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a bit about Powerful. Is it a standalone piece or is it written into a musical? It is a piece that we wrote, the first song that we ever wrote together, actually, and it's the first song in this new musical that we're now developing. Uh, the musical is about sort of an alternate universe where people develop powers in puberty sort of age. Uh, based on their powers, there's sort of a hierarchy developing in society where, obviously, those with the strongest powers are at the top. Um, our lead character is about 15 at the point where she should have developed a power by now but hasn't, and nor has her best friend. But at this point, her best friend has just developed one that puts him at the top of the hierarchy. He said something absolutely awful to her um, that leaves her by herself, and that's when this song comes into play. And what do you think audiences will relate to in this song? I like to think that this song, or we like to think that this song, could stand alone in context of the musical, outside of the context of the musical. I don't think there can ever be enough songs about powerful women, strong women, sung by strong women, um, particularly teenage age, where that, well, it's always important, but particularly that age, really important. And so how does this song fit into the wider musical? Fred. Thanks, Kiki. Um, <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, I feel... Can I put this off a bit? That's fine. Yeah, sure. um, there's something amazing about musical theatre, which we're all fans of, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the ability to abstract uh, a social discussion... And, and transform that story and put it into a different context to examine those issues uh, in a different way. Think about uh, how Hamilton abstracts uh, the American narrative and reframes it. Or uh, Wicked is a really good example of something that decontextualizes a struggle. Thinking particularly of the, uh, the plight of the animals. That's a very pertinent social issue. Um, and this is something that's really important to me and Sophie, especially as you mentioned working with teens... Um, which is a very difficult age, as we all know. Um, by abstracting an issue of, 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 of power, uh, whether you refer to social media or, or you know, social peer pressure, by abstracting it and putting it in a different context, it allows us to examine those issues uh, and reframe them in different ways, uh, which I think is really important. That's brilliant. Thanks very much, Fred. Thanks, Kiki. You're very welcome. Wow. Do you guys want to introduce your performer? Yes, our performer is Laura Porter. The amazing Laura Porter. Woo!
when it was time to choose that you would not refuse to leave me broken and alone. But I am not yours to break and now I recognize I am powerful and I'm gonna tear down the foundations I am powerful and I will embrace this new you can't return to join that crowd just cause that's what you know and you refuse to learn so tell me does that make you proud I find my strength in light while spite will make you fight that's your downfall if that's your choice then no I'll never let this go some things are unforgivable and I won't apologize you've made That's really what you think You are wrong It's my heart that makes me strong I am strong And I prove it every day I am powerful So listen to my declaration I am powerful You can Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Fred. Uh, next up um, is a piece called 42 Balloons, written by Jack Godfrey. Jack, come on up! <laughs> Hello, welcome. Hi, Kiki. Uh, so today, you're going to, you and your team are going to be performing two songs from 42 Balloons called yes. Up in the Air and Give It Up. What was the inspiration behind this musical? Uh, so I was on a kind of YouTube spiral. Um, about like a year and a half ago, and I wa- yeah, I watched a video um, about this guy called Larry Walters. is a real guy in in the eighties. Um, he always had a dream that he wanted to be a pilot, but he he couldn't do it because he had bad, bad eyesight. Um, so he solved the problem by building his own aircraft, which was an aircraft, basically a, a chair and a bunch of helium balloons. 
42, to be precise. Um, so basically, I watched this video. It was like 10 minutes long. And I was like, this is a musical. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, like, some, like, I just, I just reconnected with the story. Uh, it's really powerful. It's kind of crazy, but on the surface. But the whole, everything he went through um, and everything that the people around him kind of did to help him achieve his dream. It's, like, so kind of crazy. But it actually happened. And, yeah, really inspiring. And what do you think is about this musical that audiences will enjoy and connect to? Um, yeah, like, <laughs> obviously, I hope no one here is actually going to fly in a chair. With bullets. But, um, but the, the idea that I think everyone in life has dreams and kind of like crazy dreams sometimes, like things that you think that it's like ridiculous and maybe you're embarrassed to tell other people. Um, but at the same time, there are always people in your life who help you to achieve those things. And definitely, like, as a writer... Um, I have been, I've seen a lot of connections with my own process of writing and the people who've helped me to, like, you know, write stuff. So all these songs have been, like, inspired me. I hope they will inspire you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and uh, how are you planning on developing uh, 42 Balloons in the future? So we've, uh, like, we've finished Act 1, kind of. Act 1 is ready for a workshop. That's kind of the stage we're at. Um, and then I'm about four songs into Act 2. Um, so... Just going to keep writing it and yeah, do a workshop. That's a good plan. That's what we'd like to do. <laughs> That's great. Okay, yeah. so are you oh, happy to... Do you want to... me to like, set up the thing? Yeah, please do. So um, basically, Larry has this dream and he's, he wants to fly. He comes up with this idea. He's going to like fly in a chair with balloons. Um, and that's the point that we come into this thing. So he has this idea. Then he walks into a bar and meets the woman of his dreams called Carol. So the song is basically the story of how they meet. And you know, you'll see. Basically. Do you want me to, like, introduce people? Please do. <laughs> Please do! On piano, Joe Baton and our performers. Uh, <laughs> our performers this evening, we have... I'm gonna, I've got them written down to make sure to get your names wrong. Rianne Lynch as Carol. <laughs> Dylan Winford as Larry. And then our two other singers. Uh, we've got Charlotte Forster and Rory McNerney. Take it away! of the American subcontinent last year. No. I mean, what? Oh. Well, 15. What? It's 15. The answer is 15 satellites. Oh, cool. So look, I'm waiting for a friend. I think she's just going to get out of the bathroom. So Your t-shirt says NASA. I mean, I thought you worked for NASA uh, because you're wearing a NASA t-shirt. That's why I was asking about satellites. Oh, well, I don't... I mean, I was just... I don't usually just walk into bars and ask people about satellites. <laughs> just in case you were wondering, I'm Larry. Carol, so you're some kind of spaceman or something. 
something like that. Something like that. Hey, you wanna dance? Maybe I'll make an exception. What do you say? So Carolyn's spaceman begin to dance, and she's wondering why she even gave him a chance. Well, maybe it's the band or the drink in her hand or the fact that you're kind of cute. Cause she's falling for you. the ground You've got my heart in my mouth With my head in the clouds I know this feeling is right So I ain't turning back now You've got me up in the air And there's no coming back down I want to dance
But maybe you should think about a change of heart. What? Give it up, give it up. You don't need a thing like that. Give it up, give it up. Larry, it seems so mad. Give it up, give it up. You know I'll be your lady. Give it up, give it up. But baby, it seems so crazy. Give it up, give it up. Larry's got to say, ooh, that kind of came as a surprise. But they can save the day. They can find a way to compromise. She'll see the light and he's willing to wait. He gets a job driving trucks down the state. Loving happy. But every now and then this little voice inside his head is saying What about that stupid dream? Why don't you Give it up, give it up Why do you want a thing like that? Give it up, give it up Larry, it seems so mad Give it up, give it up We got everything right here Give it up, give it up Leave it another year Give it up, give it up Is it time to give it up? Larry and Carol used to go to the Holiday Inn Down in Victorville every Friday night Ten years have come and gone And now she's in her favorite booth With a spaceman on a ride Well, Larry pulls out a quarter And starts scratching on the back of a coaster She's leaning closer as he holds up and shows her A picture of a big balloon You've got me up in the air Larry's kept this thing inside for 20 years Can't just sit and watch it as it disappears Now or never this is what I've got to do But I don't want to do it if I'm without you Give it up, give it up How can I tell him no? Give it up, give it up Either way he will go Give it up, give it up Why do I keep resisting? It's best you go and do it, boy, and get it out of your system. Give it up, give it up. trying to make a joke about how that was my life as well but <laughs> failed to find one watch this space uh, so we're about halfway through we've got um, two more shows that we're going to highlight this evening um, uh, next one um, is a piece called Unicorn um, AJ O'Neill would you please join me on stage <laughs>
Thanks, Kiki. You're so welcome, AJ. <laughs> so um, you've written a musical called Unicorn, and you're going to be performing yourself uh, two songs called What If and There's a Girl. So can you tell us a bit about what the musical is uh, about and your inspiration behind writing it? Sure. So Unicorn is the story of a trans girl named Ellie, and it starts off with her as a kid, her transition to being a girl. People think she's a boy, but she's a girl. And then it's her growing up and just kind of what happens to her and her family. And it's based on um, my boyfriend, Simon, who's writing the book with me. Um, he found a story about this um, pair of identical twins, one of whom turned out to be trans. And that's just really interesting. And then from there, the kind of idea sprang. So these two songs... Sorry, I um, <laughs> Suddenly really nervous. That was really good just then. <laughs> following that, no, not the one. Um, so, yeah, uh, these two songs are the end of Act 1, basically, and the end of Act 2. And the idea is that What If, which is the first song, is her age 16, and she's been moved to a new school. Her family moved away because she was kind of attacked in her old school. And her mum, out of panic, has said, you can't tell anybody that you're trans, so everyone thinks she's a cis girl, so not trans. And then someone asks her to prom just before the end of the first act. And she's like, I'd really like to tell this boy who I am and like about myself. And her mum has a minor freak out and goes to bed. And so then she goes to her room and sings the song, which is what if I was to be honest about myself. And I think people will hopefully connect to it because it's not just about this specific, very specific situation. Um, we've all been there. Um, but no, it's, it's the idea that we all have stuff that we're like, everyone always says that thing where they think, if I was to be honest about myself, people wouldn't like me, you know, that thing. So this is about maybe it'd be okay to just... Maybe I'm old enough and ugly enough now that I can just be who I am. And then the second song is called There's a Girl, and it's the end of the second act, and it's her, um, <clears throat> age 26 now, in her therapist's office, see therapy, um, and she has asked by her therapist, what would you say to yourself, age four, before you transitioned, if you were able to talk to that person now? And that's that. Brilliant. And what do you think the next steps for the piece are? The next steps are, um, I have to write it first. I know. Bummer. People keep going, I can't wait to hear it. And I'm like, me too. Um, (laughs) If someone could just write it and let me watch it, I'd be like, super jazzed. Um, So anyone in the room? Um, So basically the next thing is to write the rest of it. I'm currently working on the script. Um, I've written some songs. Uh, I'm going to do, hopefully put the script together, then finish all the songs and then get a cast and so the reason I'm singing it today is because I really want and it's really important I think to have trans performers play the lead role because it's, it's split three ways so we have a 7, seven to 9 year old, 16 year old and then 20 something um, same character so I want to cast a trans woman in those roles and so I'm just looking for someone who's interested in sort of the right kind of voice for that at the moment so if you're listening to this out there and you like these songs and think I could sing these better than him you're probably right so uh, please come and please come and do that for me thank you great well I'll leave you to it AJ If I were to stop pretending I'm just like everyone else, everyone else If I never really let them see me Know what it is to be me How is that true to myself, true to myself? Mama says it's far too dangerous Mama says to wait until I'm grown Mama says don't trust a stranger Us is just fine Better off alone Jaden said remember how we ran 
He says he's tired of starting over. I know he's right, but even so, what if he sees me? And what if it frees me? What if the real me is something he'd understand? What if this moment, what if it's so meant? Could I let go and simply take his hand? What if... What would it be like to spend a day just being open all the way just, well, just like everyone else, everyone else? Even if the mask had barely shifted, imagine all the weight was lifted free, just like everyone else, everyone else. Everyone assumes their life is rough, but how can I ever be enough when I tore my family away from their lives? Trying to survive, I just want what everybody wants. I just need what everybody needs, not just to live, but feel alive. What if I sang out? And what if it rang out? What if the of the past What if I'm proud now enough to be loved now What if I vow now to make the notes last What if it starts What if our hearts were not a And so this is, my gosh, my mouth is dry. Um, and this is, uh, this is her 10 years later um, in her therapist's office. And her therapist says, no, thank you. Someone offered some water for those of you listening to the podcast. Um, <laughs> visual medium, not so much. Um, so this is her 10 years later. Her therapist says to her, what would you say to your four-year-old self um, if you were standing right there in front of you? Well, I'd start... By holding her so very tight And saying things will be alright You won't believe how bright your life can get Hear that heart beating like a battle drum Cause you're fighting to become Who you're meant to be Though you don't know her yet And your body looks wrong When you look in the mirror You won't share your song Cause you try but can't hear her How can you belong When they tell you you're queer Before you even know what that means And I tell you 
There's a girl that I wish you could meet And she lives in the city And she strives every day to be kind, to be honest and true She is funny and smart, she makes art On a good day she's pretty And she owes her life to tell you love is not impossible it's a bridge that you will cross a full life waits for you just on the other side you should know there is nothing that you can't achieve don't let the hate make you believe you're worthless or that you have to hide And things will get dark for a time But I swear, kid, hold on to your spark I know I'm waiting there, kid You will make your mark As you climb, you're a rare kid You know There's a girl, she is blessed with more love Than the rest, she is grateful With a family and friends That she trusts to the ends of the earth She made it through thanks to them Though the world can be hateful She knows her worth Never doubt your worth Cause other kids want to be astronauts There's nothing they think they can't do But your great ambition, your life's burning mission Is one day to get to be you And they'll never see the hurt under the skin When you're told not to be How the hell can you win? But just listen to me And that soldier within Hold your head up high I'm this girl that you're going to meet I live in the city On this sweet cherry blossom lined street It's a place you'll adore But I got here on your tiny feet I carry you with me
was really beautiful. Really, thank you. Um, right, so final song of the evening. Oh, I compose myself. Um, uh, this is a song called um, Weightless from a musical called Tokyo. Uh, and this is written um, uh, by a lovely woman named Eden Treadwell, if you would like to join me on stage. <laughs> I'll be able to ask your questions. Oh, I'm ruined. <laughs> That's all right. Everyone knows it's question time. I think everyone gets the format now. Uh, right. So, tell us a bit about the story and how did you come to write this piece? So, this started as an assignment in the BML program, which is a program that encourages new British musical theatre writing. Started as a sort of short, fifteen-minute extract and. I left it for a while and then the idea wouldn't really leave me alone. So it's based on a Japanese folk tale and it's the story of a young girl who loves to dive and swim and sail. And she's estranged from her father, but then when he is in wrongfully imprisoned, she has to go and save him and kind of step up and reconcile. And there's a sea monster which is probably going to be very expensive. But, <laughs> but I'm going to make it happen. Puppets. <laughs> Puppets, just my hand. <laughs> uh, I think we're all a bit destroyed. <laughs> right, how does this uh, song fit into the wider narrative? Right. So Tokoyo, the main character, um, she has just had a conversation with her father, Uribe, they have a pretty tense relationship and he's asked her to go with her on a journey. She says no, blows up into an argument. She runs away and has this moment with herself reflecting on her relationship with her father, uh, the grief over her mother who's passed and ultimately reala- realising that she's sort of not dealing it w- with it very well but she does want to patch things up with her father. Uh, lastly, what musical influences are present in Tokayo? <laughs> So it being a um, uh, Japanese folktale originally, I'm trying to incorporate some of that, going for influence rather than full authenticity, because I don't know if you noticed, I'm very not Japanese. Mm-hmm. Also, there's kind of some Disney influences in there, um, Jason Robert Brown, the Mama Miranda. Oh, he'll be here. Hi. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming. You got my emails. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so um, a multitude of influences. Brilliant. Shall we? Let's go. So we have, uh, singing this night, we have uh, Melissa Gamba singing Tokyo and Greg Reed on the piano and doing the arranging. doesn't I never how could he say that I only I wanted I didn't mean to he doesn't he couldn't know what it's like for me is it any wonder I go down to the water just to be doesn't understand the way it makes me feel to swim and leave the world behind me to plunge into the deep where nothing else is real where nothing but the fish can find me 
The first time that I dived, I've never felt so free. I held my breath and then I was weightless. How can I be again? But she would understand and she would make him see. And we would break the waves together So how can I go back? Cause no one said to me That summer never last forever Her love was all I knew She'd lift me to the sky And watch the sunset burn And I was weightless But she will not return and everything is wrong It screams like a wolf inside Breaking me to splinters Weighing on the heavy Crowding my defenses How can we be ready? So I hide Run and hide Like I never used to do see it in his eyes when I'm at the water my reflection it is someone that I don't recognize now I don't understand how I got to this place Where everything is cold and broken Where he can see my heart And I can't meet his face And we both leave the words unspoken I want to feel alright I want to make him proud Just like I did before I want to fix it how do we change this? Can we be weightless once Uh, thank you so much for joining us on our first ever outing with all that scratch. Um, I really invite everyone to stay around for a drink afterward down here in the studio. Uh, or if you're on the podcast, have a drink at home. Um, <laughs> if you're legal. Uh, <laughs> um, that's it for me. Um, a huge round of applause, please, for everyone who's participating. Our writers, our directors, musicians and performers. again to Alex and Charlie for having the idea. So thank you guys as well. Good night. Episode one of All That Scratch was recorded at the Other Palace on 28th of January 2019. 
If you enjoyed listening, please do tell your friends on social media and rate us five stars. Our podcast audio producer was Nicola Chang and technician was Will Abel. All That Scratch is produced by Kiki Stevenson for The Other Palace, Charlie Norburn and Alex Jackson for All That Productions. Visit allthatproductions.co.uk for details of upcoming submissions and recording dates.